Hey, Shelvies. Buckle up for a new episode of the Shelved Books Podcast, where every writer is a story that may never see the light of day. This is the podcast where authors share the stories that they shelved, the manuscripts that they may never publish. Then they explore the reason why they shelved this story. Welcome to the Shelved Books Podcast. Hey, Shelvies. Welcome to another new episode of the Shelved Books Podcast. It's a new Thursday. The weekend is almost upon us. And we hope that you take us along for your weekend adventures. I hear that this podcast is a good listen while on a long drive. So, you know, try it. And uh, this week, we have an amazing guest. But before that, we are your hosts, Katie Vangelista. And Christy Berman. And uh, Angie is away, still battling that stomach bug. And we are wishing her all the best and a speedy recovery. I'm pretty sure by the next Thursday, she will be back with us already. So we are uh, constantly checking on her and making sure to let her know to keep drinking fluids. Um, because it has anyone who has ever had a stomach bug or food poisoning uh, knows it's not easy. It's uh, bad, really, really bad. So we're wishing her all the best. Let's send her all those positive vibes. And I believe she will appreciate it. But this week, the show must go on. And our guest actually lives in Long Island and works in marketing for a large financial institution. I wonder which one that is. Mm-hmm. Um, his second book, South Sali, comes out May 25, and it's about a 14-year-old baseball pitcher who is determined to pitch as a right-hand amputee. Can you just imagine that kind of story, uh, Shelby? You have to grab this book. Uh, the foreword by Jim Abbott, the legendary Major League Baseball pitcher who himself overcame a birth defect. Uh, sorry, Jim Abbott wrote the foreword there. <laughs> And it is. It was announced that all the proceeds, 100% of the net proceeds from the sale of Stephen of South Sali, will be donated to Sunshine Foundation, a charity answering the dreams of chronically ill, seriously ill, physically challenged, and abused children. So, if this foundation, if you haven't heard about this foundation, I suggest we will put the link down below. Uh, do some research on it if you want to help out, donate. Come on, let's let's make some dreams come true. And uh, I believe so, the sale of South Pasali will be able to help that. So please welcome to the podcast, Steve Carmen, everybody. Yay! Oh, thank you so much for that warm introduction. Um, yeah, and no, I'm really, you know, I'm really thrilled to be on this podcast. And I, uh, you know, I think that what the podcast that you've created is, uh just a, a a great thing for aspiring authors and established authors, and you know, so uh, kudos there. Oh, thank, thank you. you. I mean, we will we will be honest. We are pushing sixty episodes at this point, and we have yet to encounter a similar story mm-hmm. or similar lessons learned. It's always been a different journey each and every time, mm-hmm. and. We are just, we feel blessed as writers and as creators of this podcast that we have authors like you on sharing their stories and reaching out to the our listeners and our viewers and making that connection of showing maybe an aspiring author that, hey, shelving a book does not mean you fail or shelving a book yeah. does not mean it's forever. Um, and 
we are hoping to inspire uh, as we are inspired by the stories of the Right. All, you know, all writers uh, deal with rejection and uh, it really uh, re rejection and, and, and failure are all stepping stones to future success. So, um, you know, I, I, I go along with the advice, you know, um, you know, where, you know, hard work, um, be passionate, um, have a love for what you're doing. Um, learn from your mistakes and just keep moving forward and, and success will, will, will arrive. It's, it's, um, you know, it's all a process. It's, it is being, a, being a writer, being, trying to get published and, uh, get literary, uh, representation. That's all part of a, a, a process that, that involves ultimately people telling you, no, it's, it's, you're not there yet, but, um, you, you know, I think it's it's uh, you know just continuing to to move forward and uh, you know follow your dreams and and that's that's the advice I give to anyone that's that's aspiring to um, um, see their work published or anything really in their life that they aspire to do. So yeah, and really, I mean, we all know persistence is key. I think the moment you stop is the moment you fail. That's basically it right there's always going to be that voice inside your head that says it's easier just to stop and nobody likes to be rejected at anything and you know i've i've uh have a collection of hundreds of rejections from different projects i've from literary agents and stuff like that and it, it it is it's hard because you put a lot of work into it and ultimately when you shelve a project it's you know you in in one sense, you could say, uh, you know, it, it's wasted work. But in the other sense, like I was saying, it's really just moving your yourself and, and your um, products because that next one may be the one that is that catches on and and is and is the one. So, well, I mean, not even five minutes in, and we are already getting a lot of inspiration, <laughs> yeah. inspiration from you, Stephen. So, if you could tell us a little bit more about yourself beyond our introduction. Of yeah, of course. So, um, I, as you said, I live uh, on Long Island. I've lived in New York my uh, full life. I have two daughters, so uh, thirteen and fifteen. So, they're both uh, they're both dancers. Um, luckily, they didn't uh, they don't take after their dad in terms of dancing. So, um, but uh, and for work, I do I I do actually content writing. So I actually get to write for people pay me so that that's good <laughs> so i i work for a, a mortgage company and i i do that and um you know like i you know it's 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 a win-win because it's 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 uh being able to write which which i'm passionate about but like i said also get to be paid for it so. <laughs> nice <laughs> we love we love that when you get to pay you get get to be paid for your passion is is a very you know because i mean Gone are the days of the starving artist because <laughs> we we cannot we cannot starve uh, nowadays. Yeah, and it's true. And I, I think you know, obviously, professional copywriting is a little different, but it's it's in very ways very subjective too. And you know, I I switched from my career path from being very general marketing focused to the part of marketing that I liked the most was, which was writing. And um, it, when I initially got into it, the words were rough because you're like anything else, you're, there's a learning curve and you're being subjected and, and 
being evaluated just as you are querying and stuff like that. So it's it's the same the same thing goes with just sticking with it and eventually you 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 get better and, and improve. So put those ten thousand hours in, right? Like they always that's say. right. That's right. <laughs> it's all it's all 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 part of the game. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean if you really put it if you put the time in, it's difficult not to get better. <laughs> I mean you know, because you're you're practicing, and and I think um, a lot of us like if you were if you were uh, growing up and being asked to play an instrument, uh, you know, practice is key. So the same with the same with writing. It's a craft that needs to be practiced, uh, hopefully on a daily basis, and you get better. It's true, and one uh, not to be too preachy, but one other piece of advice I'd I'd give is. Don't let people push you out of where your passions are. Because, and this is a story I, I remember very vividly as in grade school, with the, for like fourth grade, you know, I had written something and the teacher gave up. And, and he had said that, oh, it looks like writing isn't for you or something like that. It's It's not. And I remember it like, because at that point I was kind of like, oh, you know, I, I I enjoyed like just doing creative writing and stuff like that. But, you know, that could have been a roadblock that, you know, sways people. So sometimes people's opinions can, uh, you know, I guess the advice is not to let that deter you. Because if you're if you stick with it and, you know, even if you don't have. Um, you know, 100% natural talent, you can make that up with work and and uh, per persistence and all that kind of stuff. So I agree. And, and that is so, I think sometimes the opinion of others has to do more about their issues of themselves. Rather, right. Rather yeah, you know, that comment actually was in context to like, like a career. I, I think it was something like, oh, you know, writing as a, as, as a career. So that's, that's like, I mean, personally i would you know advise anyone not to ever let people from whether it's my my own children or whoever i'm giving let them you know let their decisions on what they want to do in life and and go for it because you know to, to shoot down people's dreams is not a, a good uh practice to, to be <laughs> so. yeah i agree and just because it wasn't right for you doesn't mean it's not right for someone else so you know Exactly. Yeah, yeah, and 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 being young, you know, obviously uh, with with experience, but being younger, you know, you're always going to grow and 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 uh, you know become more proficient at your craft as time goes on. So, absolutely, very true. And speaking of being uh, using your craft, what is the shelf book story that you would like to share with us today? Yeah, so I would like to talk about the first book that I actually wrote in manuscript form. So this was, you know, I started off the, I actually wrote the book going back and forth on the train commute to work. So I used my time, uh, my hour commute there and back, um, you know, just plugging away each day, but it actually, it's a story that uh, is a, kind of tilts to the young, young adult sci-fi, which I've moved away from that genre, but I started in it because I hadn't. Uh, I wanted to have an idea that wasn't thought of before. I thought that having a niche or having a, a something was, in my mind, more important than having something that I was 
truly where my interest lied. So I focused on that. And so the the angle was that there was a new type of natural disaster um, in the form of uh, uh, instant bursts of sunlight in areas that would blind people. So it was kind of like a mass blindness in, in a geographic area kind of thing. So um, and the story goes that the that the young pr protagonist was outside of the area. He goes to, into the area to help a relative. And obviously all the chaos that is involved with a lot of people being blind at once. But long story short, it I think it was a decent concept, but my writing at that point wasn't there. And there was a lot of plot holes <laughs> looking back on it uh, now. And ultimately, I did go through the uh, I did go through the process of querying it, and you know, ultimately, um, uh, you know, being widely rejected for for it. But it was a good process in in learning. You know, the whole part, and you know, like when I was first thinking about it, like back then when I first wrote it, I was like, oh, I have the best idea ever you know and i was actually scared to show people because i didn't want them to like steal my idea and looking back and i laugh now because i would have like by the end of the process i would have like paid somebody to, to read my stuff you know because nobody wanted you know so it was it was funny though how how you think of it like you know oh my god you know somebody might take my in uh, you know you you grow to overcome that and now you anyone that'll read you, you you're happy to give it to them and let them read it so I have a question about the, because I think you're the first um, writer to talk to us about train commute writing. So how did you do that? Like, how long is your commute and were you writing it on paper? It was, no, it was just a laptop and it was over an hour each way. So uh, wow. it definitely got, uh, it was able to, you know, just would go in the morning, just uh, boot up and, and just write there and then on the way back. So you're able to get some good work in while it's otherwise, you know, just dead time, just kind of, um, you know, killing time to get back to the station. So it worked out well because, you, you know, I do find that um, challenge at this point in my life is just finding, carving out time to, to actually write and 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 do that kind of thing. So in that sense, um, right now I'm uh, working from home, so that alleviates the commute, but then you have to be religious about just dedicating time to writing. That's so. right, that's right. And how many years ago was this that you were writing this book? That was over uh, uh, over 10 years ago. So, yeah, that was my so first. You had a lot of growth in between. So good for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I wanted to bring up because I, I think it's important that, um, the, you know, that uh, aspiring writers know that it, in most instances, the first work that you put out is not. I mean, I'm sure there's cases that that there are, but. I think they're rare and few between. I think it's more the case that it's that's a learning experience your first uh, go around. So, yeah, I agree with you. So, like, what went into the decision of shelving it? When uh, yeah, I mean, I think it was it was the rejections were certainly a, a part of it, but I think that it was more so the fact that I started to, a new book, which w started my foray into uh, sports fiction writing, which was where my path. That's, that's the kind of books that I enjoyed reading as a kid. I was, I would probably be classified as a reluctant reader as a kid. So I navigated toward the Matt Christopher's, the sports, you know, 
books and I love them. I mean, I, I, you know, to, to pick up that kind of book and, and read through it. That's, and, you know, as I got old and, and started thinking about where I wanted to, you know, I, I know there's a lot of other people out there that were like me as a kid that would like to read a sports type of book that, um, you know, that appeals to different things. And I, I try to balance in my books, both, uh, it's not just about the game. It's also about the off the field life. So it's a, it's a balance between the two. And then I try to also not sh- to shy away from some of the, uh, the, the more difficult topics like bullying and uh, you know, other things like that, that make it more of a full, full scale thing that stray a little bit from, from the game itself. So. And it's important for the kids to read about that because like, I mean, a portion of kids are going to get bullied. A portion of kids are disabled. A portion, you know, like, I mean, finding yourself in a book is one of the best feelings in the world, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And it's, um, you know, I think that it's, like you said, when you do find yourself lost in a book or something like that, in some cases, like for the the book I wrote, Battery Brothers, like regardless of how it did perform, like I got a couple letters and notes from that, that really, you know, people said that it, it, it helped them in their life. And that's, that's a big thing, you know, like it's people that are struggling with certain issues that are reflected in the book that, that means more to me than any money that could come in from the book. So. That's almost why you write the book, right? As an author is because you want you don't want people to read it and love the story and nobody's going to love it more than the people who actually see themselves represented in your book. You know, like it's, it's awesome. Of course. Yeah, sure. It's great. So it's like when you, when you think about, because the, the great thing is you moved into a new project right away. You know, yeah. even if you were in the process of shelving your first novel, um, but what were the feelings that were coming with that when you decided okay this one's not working i'm gonna move on and concentrate on this yeah, i mean uh, of course there's always the the feeling of wasted time i mean i think it's you you have that little bit of but i think it's what moving on does is it reignites your passion for something else you're not stuck in that oh woe is me nobody wants to Nobody wants to request my book, you know, like it gets you out of that cycle and gets you home. You get you excited about doing something new. And that that's that I would say is an important thing for uh, new new uh, writers, too, is just to keep keep moving forward. Keep, you know, if it doesn't click on this one, the next one might be the might be the right one. Yeah, because it's impossible not to learn from book to book. Like I, I, I have a feeling like you get stronger and stronger with each book that you write as an author. Yeah, and uh, and I think it's important to get beta feedback. I think that it's regardless of what the feedback is, you know, obviously you want to hear positive feedback, but negative feedback is even more significant. I mean, it's, that helps you going forward. It's it's pointing out areas of weakness. It's it's helping you to um to improve your craft, so Definitely. So now what's your process? Or do you consider yourself an outline, um, outliner or, or do you just sit down and write your story? Do you know the end before you start writing? Yeah, I would say it's a very general outline. I don't get too detailed in the outlines. Um, like, for instance, I do have an outline sketch for if if um, South Borsali were to be 
um, you, you know, get a good good following to have a, a a sequel for that. But I wouldn't. I would have the general knowledge of where the story is going, but let the creative flow kind of go at during the process of writing it. Very nice. So speaking of South Pasali, I mean, it's such we mentioned it earlier. It's such an interesting. Where did that concept come from? Yeah, I mean, it's just. I think it's. I like the concept of sports stories that deal with the underdog characters. So I try to look at it through that lens because I think that those are the best stories, sports stories, right? The Rockies, the 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 people that you don't expect to, or that have big challenges in in meeting their successes. And you know, I looked at the lens and just looked at, and you know, obviously I knew Jim Abbott and I knew. Uh, that story. And I, I, I was like, would be interesting to put that in a story that it doesn't play on the same, the same concept, like Jim was born uh, uh, with a limb deficiency. And in this story, uh, it actually starts after the fact that he has the limb deficiency, but it was caused uh, by an accident that he both lost his uh, twin brother and, and his, and his limb. So it's obviously a, a an emotional aspect um, to that side of the story, but it's ultimately a story about, um, you know, overcoming obstacles. It's a story about uh, inspiration. And, and and his ultimate dream is to realize the dream that he once shared with his brother, which is to um, help his town win their first uh, ever uh, tournament championship in, in a, a local baseball tournament. So he kind of uh, plays it through, tries to fulfill the dream through his eyes and with the support of his team and in achieving that uh, end, so. And how did you, so you wrote the story, did you know Jim Abbott or did you reach out to him? How does that, the foreword come come in? Yeah, no, I uh, I did uh, reach out. I was uh, helped by the uh, Major League Baseball Alumni Association. So they were about to connect me and to, to you know, I'm so thankful to to Jim. He, uh, he did it out of the kindness of his heart, you know, like he's got nothing else to do but read my books, <laughs> you know. But uh, he wrote, you know, wrote the forward, and you know. So Jim, if you're watching, thank you so much. Uh, but uh, yeah, he, uh, yeah. So I think it really ties everything together. And Jim himself, he does a lot of motivational because obviously his life is one about overcoming obstacles and stuff like that. So um, yeah, so it all kind of tied together nicely. That. That's cool. I can't even imagine like when you got word back that Jim Abbott was willing to do the forward. Like, I mean, euphoria, like how is that? Yeah, it's, like, right. yeah, it's, it's, it's surreal. Cause it's, you know, I, I mean, I kind of, I knew there was the connection there with the storylines and, but uh, for him to say yes. And, you know, like I said, to do it out of the kindness is, 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 you know, just over the top. So, yeah. I love that. <laughs> So what went into deciding to donate the proceeds of this book? Yeah, I mean, I think it's along the lines that I consider myself for. I mean, I may be able to write as a career, get paid for it. I, you know, I I think it's just a way to to just give back. And, uh, you know, I I enjoy the writing process. I don't, uh, you know, and and I think just tying everything together, like I said, with, the you, you know fulfilling dreams and all that kind of stuff i think it's just a, a, a neat fit and um i'm happy to do it and I, and you know i uh, uh you know i'd reached out and uh worked with matt and um the sunshine foundation on a contract to establish that and they do some promotions on their side to 
to help um you know pitch it to their uh to their followings uh, and you know it's i think it's a win-win for everyone it's just a feeling and hopefully for the reader too that uh they enjoy the enjoy the book so it yeah so tell us it's, a little bit more about the sunshine foundation and and why specifically this fund you chose yeah. this foundation to donate the proceeds yeah, I mean, I think along long lines, it's it's about kids achieving dreams, right? So obviously, these kids are facing a wide variety of of um, you, you know, they have uh, uh, they're facing illnesses and and other um, setbacks in, in in life, and this gives them uh, or you know, the dreams that the Sunshine Foundation gives them gives them a reason to to dream and dream bigger, right? So whether it's a trip to uh, Disney or it's um, you know, get it, whatever their, whatever their wish is, you know, all the hardships that they've had in life, it gives them a little reprieve from all the, all the doctor visits and a lot of stuff to do, to, to have some, uh, some uh, fun time and for the families too, you know, it's, it's, uh, not easy for the parents and everyone else for kids in those type of situations. So. Steve, I think what you and Matt Sinclair are doing with this book shows how big your heart is because, to donate all the profits is some, it's, that's huge. Like, I mean, that's, and I feel like, thank you from the bottom of my heart as a writer. I feel like I'm, I'm proud to be part of the writing community when people like you do things like that. Like to me, that is, that's big and it shows your, your heart. Yeah, I appreciate that. And I really hope the book does well because it's, it's limitless, right? I mean, if it's for whatever reason, if it catches on and, so that would be awesome. I'd I would love to see that come to fruition. So we'll do what yeah. we can. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, like Shelby, if you, I'm pretty sure you know someone who's into baseball or yeah. in the little league or what, you know, this book, get this book, give it to them. You know, yep. it's, there's, there's uh, not only will you be helping out by buying this book and it, the proceeds being donated to charity, but you will also be gifting not this book to someone else who might just love reading it. And maybe you yourself would love reading it too. So it's like, not buy one, buy two. That's what okay. you do. Buy for yourself and then buy for someone who you think will um, love this book. And calling librarians, you yeah. know, get this book in the libraries. and Yeah, and actually we're, we're actually doing our first foray into, or at least for me, into audiobooks. So it'll be available in audiobook too. Nice. Very nice. I I feel like the younger, yeah, the younger um, crowd, you know, there are, especially reluctant readers might be more apt to, um, you know, listen to, listen to a book as well. If you you have learning disabilities, like dyslexia and everything, learning, like reading, yeah, it's so much easier to, even if you're actually reading as, as you listen, you know, like there's so many good things about audiobooks. It's great. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Very cool. Who's doing the um the voiceover, the narration? It's uh Josh Horowitz. He's uh unbelievable. I mean, he does all the different characters and different voices. It's he's it, it's it's wild. He's got some talent. So I'm really excited yeah. to get it out there to uh to everyone. But and and he draws the emotional parts well too. He's got an acting background. So he brings that all where it's not a you, you, you know, it gives it, it gives it some life. Love it. It's I mean, just to have your book as an audiobook is already like a dream come true because yes. to listen to your words being read, it's like ah. Oh. 
Yeah, it's true. It's like a like a place out like a movie, right? In your mind. Yeah. Absolutely. Speaking so of movies, you- that would make a good movie too. Yeah, so Netflix, if you're listening. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I mean, when you were when the, the concept of this book first came to you, did you already know right away that you wanted that you would want to write this, finish it, and you know, donate the proceeds? Yeah, I mean that's always the. I think that's always the uh, the was always my own game if if possible to be able to give back. I did, um, you know, I did acquire a, a literary agent with, um, you know, through this book, and actually moved away from the agent when I decided. Obviously, there's no stake in it for the agent at that point, but, um, you know, it, it's actually funny from the literary agent is. I found that the concept is that when nobody wants your book, nobody wants your book, right? So when one agent wanted it, you know, I'd reach out to other, and then all of a sudden everybody wanted it. <laughs> it was like competing, you know. So I had gone from everyone ignoring me for forever for then all of a sudden all these people wanted to be in on this project. So it was a it was a good you know a good full circle. Uh, you know, come to fruition. Feel good feeling, and the fact that you moved away from an agent for this book makes it even like. I mean, I don't know. Kudos. Yeah, like what what goes into that decision? Because I mean, for That's someone huge. who goes through a lot of rejection, to finally getting the attention of the agents that were rejecting you, yeah, in the beginning, to walk away from that, how how? Yeah, no, and uh, you know, I I think that the process we did go we did go through one round of um, you know, we did go to one round of, of publishers, and we got some feedback that you know, it's a niche, you know, it was a little bit nichey for their they like. So then we had talked about doing a round of revisions. And that point, I you know made the decision to you know I think that I wanted to just take the book in another path. I wanted to. You know, go more toward you know re- rethink it. Uh, you know, I rewrote a lot of the book from there, but at the same point, I didn't want to. Uh, you, you know, like I said, there's no stake in it for the agent at the point if we're going to go the donation route. So, um, you know, I, I guess the door is always open in the future for everyone to circle back or go that route again. But at this point, I like I said, I'm happy with being able to write for a living and being able to do this on the side. So it all kind of worked out in the in the end. I think. That's wonderful. Now, in between this book that's coming out, like, well, by the time, yeah, that's coming out, and the one before, like, what were you doing? Did you, how long does it take you to write a book is basically what I'm getting to. Like, do you write constantly? Are you writing short stories? Are you writing ideas? Yeah, I mean, in full, in full transparent. I mean, the fact that I'm writing most of the day for my job, I've, I've, um, not as uh, prolific as I should be. I, I, I'll make this a personal commitment myself to get back into it. But, you know, I, I feel like, um, you know, sometimes, especially with kids, life gets a little bit in the way. So, um, you know, there, I'll, I'll leave it open that I'm, I'll be fully committed to, to pushing out more books, uh, at a minimum, when they when they uh, when we're nest uh, empty nesters, right? But yeah, I try to do it when 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 time allows. But um, that's probably more of an excuse than uh, you know. But I do have the outline for for uh, the sequel, and I am working on a on a new sports themed uh, uh, one uh, 
book as well. So uh, more Very to come nice. on that. I love it. I love hearing stories like this where you're not just an, a very nice person, but you are finding success. It's heartwarming. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. No, and I, yeah. I really appreciate you, uh, you know, giving me this avenue to, to say my piece here. And, um, you know, I wish you guys uh, continued success. I hope this uh, podcast blows up and you guys. Uh, yeah. <laughs> From we'll have you to think. To the universe's ears. Um, That's right. <laughs> we are honored to have you on because you are the first author we have on that where we're talking about a book where the proceeds are going to charity yeah. and that is so selfless when um you know 99% of the time the right the goal of the writer is to write the book get the agent get the publishing deal hopefully make some money uh, or maybe even become a bestseller and then you who has gotten the agent and you know, suddenly goes, you know, I, I'm going to step away from that agent and donate the proceeds. That's like, wow. Yeah. And and how did you get Matt to agree to that as well? <laughs> I mean, it's just a conversation. I said, you know, I just said, I don't know. He said, I don't know if you're willing, but, you know, I was thinking that we could just make this. And I know that Matt had, you know, in his own uh work life does nonprofit type of work so i i just threw it out there to see if he was interested in such a venture i thought you know more so than you know padding our pocket just trying to um to just do a good thing with the with the effort that we put into it and it, yeah so it's uh good stuff it is it's really nice very very cool and we are now how Definitely. Sorry, I just want to go back into yeah. your writing, you know, and, and sure. so do, how many, like you write a book, do you have critique partners, beta readers, how many, do you send it regularly or do you wait till you're done writing? Yeah, no, I, I definitely use uh, 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 beta, beta readers. I think that's, you know, and I encourage them to be very honest <laughs> with me because I, you know, like I said, fluff, fluff and, you know, praise is, is nice, but really get to you know what what didn't what didn't resonate with you what what isn't working because i'd like to to you know to work on that or and sometimes you'll get some advice that isn't doesn't ring true and that's fine too but i'd rather hear it and uh if multiple people are saying it then it's definitely something you have to pay attention to so I always tell the critique partners I have, I'd rather hear it from you than from an agent or a publisher, right? Like right. I, I want to hear right. it here first. So yeah. That's right, for sure. Nice. And do you wait till you've completed the whole book? And then yeah, no, I will write. I'll, uh, I usually won't let anyone see it until I've gotten through at least, uh, you, you know, written completely and then done at least one pass through. So um, at least that's my you know preferred method but yeah nice. so like well, how did you read how did you get into writing because you're you are a writer by profession as well so it's like but it's not necessarily something that you know growing up you will say oh I'm, i want to be a writer it's, it's a very rare um thing yeah. to actually connect writing to a career yeah, like I said, like uh, you know, I had started off in marketing. I actually did. I was a marketing analyst, and I did, uh, you know, the database work, and I did cop copywriting part. So I was doing a lot of different marketing. But I always found that when I was doing the the marketing, you know, like creating stuff, I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. I could write this whole uh, flyer here, and it could, you know, it was, and it always, you know 
that that was what I guess was most passionate about. So when I, like I said, when I kind of, I would worked at the same company for 17 plus years and I decided, you know what, I'm just going to focus on this, the tail, the back end of my career. It was kind of a, a little bit of a risk because it was kind of going into something that as a, as a copywriter, you know, usually you have lots of siloed experience, you know, so, but it's been, it, it, it's worth it because when you're, when you're passionate about doing something each day, you go to work, it's not so much going to work as doing something that you enjoy. So, and you, and you, you become, uh, you know, you're a better worker when you enjoy what you're doing. Right. So <laughs> that kind of thing. You don't mind the long hours so much when you're actually having fun doing it. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And, and like I said, I mean, again, the advice is just to, whether it's writing or whether it's what your what your career choice is or whatever it is that you're passionate about in life, just just uh, just to go for it. You know, you may fail. I failed, you know, many times at, at things I do. So it's just about, um, you know, just just keep failing forward and, and uh, you, you know, eventually they get there and it'll be, and it's so worth it in the end, right? When you, when you get to a place that you're, um, you know, successful or happy or uh, content in, so. I love that that. feeling forward. I I know, I just wrote that down. That's like, I love love that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So now that you have more experience in writing and would you ever consider going back to your shelf book project and, you know, maybe it's possible i mean it's it's i i still think the idea there's something there with the whole um you know i i guess the the one deterrent would be that i i probably that sci-fi isn't really where you know but that angle to the story i, I do think it's got a something unique about it in 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 uh that regard but i would say the door is open but it's it's uh not very wide open. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're finding success with all your sports books. So, you know, there's something to it. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, um, I really appreciate the opportunity to, to speak with you guys. And, um, yeah, it's, uh, I'm excited about, uh, the launch of South Poor Sully and, uh, hopefully, uh, uh, good things will come of it. So oh, yeah, <laughs> they we're will. sending that out to the universe. Oh, yeah. And yep. So Stephen, thank you so much for sharing your shelf book story with us and the experience that led all the way to South Posali and that how it is going to be that kind of book that not only will inspire others, but will also the sale of it help uh, will be donated to Sunshine Foundation. And that is just amazing. Very, very much amazing. And we are honored to have you on. And now I would like to move to Christy for her 10 speed round questions. Christy, take it away. Thank you. So very simple questions, top of your head, top of the head answers. One one word answers are fine too, whichever comes. Are you That's ready? Good. All right, I'm as ready as it's gonna be. Okay. All right, <laughs> which country would you like to visit next? Um, Canada. Aha! Uh-huh. <laughs> Speaking to a Canadian and one who lives in Canada, perfect, perfect answer. Number two, are you chronically late or systematically punctual? Chronically <laughs> late. Oh no! <laughs> For someone who and takes the train, it's not not allowed to be late. 
<laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. Number three is if you had to pick your next friend from a superhero or a supervillain, which one would it be? It would be it would be a superhero. I would say Superman. <laughs> I was like when I was writing that question, I was like, hmm, there's like pros and cons to each, you know. Uh, number four, would you want to be able to read people's minds? Yes, I think. Oh. Uh, I think <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously, you'd probably get a lot of stuff that you wouldn't want to hear, but I think. <laughs> You only live once, so you might as well see what's going on in uh, other people's minds. So <laughs> Very true. And I'm sure you get used to it eventually. So. What is your go-to Good Vibes song? Good Vibes song. Um, Artist. It doesn't have to be a song. <laughs> uh, uh, let's see. Don't worry, be happy. Oh, love that one. <laughs> love that one. Is the glass half full or half empty? Oh, it's definitely half full. Got to see it uh, through a positive light. So. <laughs> good for you. Do you think you would make a good ER doctor? Definitely 100%. No. Yeah, my <laughs> wife is a nurse and she could deal with all the blood. I would not be. I Blood and me do not get along. <laughs> would you rather sleep in late or take a nap during the day? uh sleep in late i'll go with <laughs> nice it's hard to take a nap during the day when you have kids so i totally get that if the secret ever came out the bigfoot really exists are you surprised yes i would be surprised <laughs> be very surprised yeah me too I yeah uh, and your last one, which is always the most intellectual question, is can you name the seven colors of the rainbow? I will I will say I maybe can, but I won't because I don't want to embarrass myself on <laughs> I'll try to leave the audience thinking that I have some uh, good level of intelligence. <laughs> you can answer yes, and that's the end of that, right? I had yeah. to, I actually like truth be told, I had to look them up. So you know. <laughs> Just remember Roy G. Biv. Yeah, yeah, it's easy right now. When I looked it up, it made sense, but at the yeah, time, you thank you for answering all those questions. Sure, happy to. Thank you, Stephen. Um, you know, I mean, hello. It's every time Christy has a 10 speed round question, I get excited because I want to know what, like, what the new questions will be and what my answers would be. And by the way, I will not be surprised that Bigfoot exists. <laughs> Especially where you live, right? He probably lives right around the corner from you. So. Yes, you know, and uh, he could possibly kidnap me at any moment. <laughs> um, yeah, because I live, I live um, in a small big town in northern Canada, so northern Alberta. So it's oh, nice. Uh, uh, it's yeah, it's it's. I call it a small big town because it's a small town, but it's the big town surrounded by even smaller towns. <laughs> Very good. Yeah, no, I have to bring. I've actually been to. I've been to the Niagara Forest, but I am. I need to to get out and about because really, the United States is the, you know, where the boundaries of my exploration have gone. So, um, you know, I need to see the world a little bit more. But that that'll come after. Uh, after an empty nest phase, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, 
pleasure. If you have suggestions on where I should go, though, let me know. Montreal. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, we any there. Uh, we I just to just deviate one minute. We drove eighteen hours, nine hours back and forth, uh, so it was eighteen hours in one day. And there was this one spot in Alberta that we drove through. Um, I think it's somewhere in Calgary that you will not believe is on this earth. It was like rolling hills um, and it was filled, it was half filled with snow. So it was, the snow was sort of melting so you could see the hills. And then you would pass through, there was a bridge that's like right below the hills and then it had a river that was frozen. And you're like, what movie set did we drive (laughs) into? Yeah, wow. Beautiful. I've never, I've never seen anything like it in my life and the fact that the radio station cut off we're like oh my god if we get stuck here (laughs) (laughs) it's not that long island where you live has some really beautiful scenery too so you're lucky to to live there too yeah it is yeah it's uh yeah there are really some amazing landscapes on this globe and it's it you know yeah gotta get out there and see see some some more of them (laughs) that's right Thank you so much for joining us. It's just been a wonderful ride with you and we have learned so much from you. I mean, just taking that leap of of stepping away from an agent is that's like one of the biggest decisions I think a writer can ever make. Um, And you have shown us with class how it can be done and how it can actually be helpful to the community. Yeah. Yeah. No, the pleasure is the pleasure is all mine. And, uh, you know, thank you again so much for this opportunity. I appreciate it. So where can they find you on the internet? Yeah. So uh, stephencarman.com is my uh, website. So that has all links uh, about me, uh, where you can find my books, uh, all that kind of stuff. So again, stephencarman.com. Awesome. And so what are you working on now? Yeah, so right now, like I said, I had sketched out the sequel for South Sully, but I'm working right now on a on a wrestling uh, uh, theme book. So I think it's a it's a area that uh, there's a I, I was a former wrestler as as a kid, and I think it's a sport that I think a lot of again reluctant readers might gravitate toward. And and again, it's that under underdog story of um, you, you know fighting through adversity. So love it. Well, we are looking forward to it. I think uh, we need more sports books. It's yeah. not a niche thing because I feel like everybody, I mean, if you've gone through PE, you've gone through a sport. Yes. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's really something that everybody does gravitate to. And I mean, hello, athletes. Yep. Uh, so really keep on writing and we look forward. I'm, I'm putting South Sali in uh, on my list. And I, I will just, oh, I'm excited for that because I also, I do love baseball as well. And to be able to know that this book exists and that it's helping out the Sunshine Foundation is totally um, worth it. Yeah, totally, totally worth it. So thank you so much, Stephen. And Shelby, if you are uh, new to the podcast, you know, give us a subscribe, a like, uh, hit that notification bell because you never know. You don't want to miss a single episode because I promise each and every one 
of the episodes we come out with has a little something for you, has a learning moment, a light bulb moment, moment of shock and awe. There are episodes where we are broken for a literal <laughs> minute because we just could not believe what just what the author just said. And we have moments of like just utter magic and we would like to share that with you on a weekly basis every Thursday right here on YouTube and on any podcast app that you listen to. I mean, we're, we're a good hiking podcast and uh, bring us with you everywhere you go because you never know. Even what if you're just starting to dabble in the space of writing and, and you are just, or maybe you're in the middle of your career and, and you're feeling down and don't know what to do. This is the podcast for you. Okay, because we pick an episode, any episode, I guarantee, I guarantee you will learn something and maybe uplift you somehow. So again, please tune in next week because we have another amazing guest for you in store. And yes, by next week, Angie will be here. Promise, <laughs> promise, because, you know, we miss her and she will, she will be back. We promise that. So Remember, everybody, we are your hosts, Kate Evangelista, Christy Berman, and please keep on writing. Bye. Thank you, Steve. That was fantastic. And that was another episode of the Shelved Books Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Till the next one, stay safe, read more, write more, and continue to be at your creative best. The world is waiting, and so are we.